are how are you in operations operating the company how are you in hr is your company strong in operations and hr is your company strong in accounting is your company strong in leadership is your company strong in marketing advertising branding is your company strong in growth okay if you say greg you know out of, out of the ones you mentioned we are pretty weak in hr and we are pretty weak in um, marketing and branding um, so those would be the first two people i would look for for my board of advisors and by the way typically three people is a good sized board of advisors Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, Greg McAfee here, and welcome once again to The Greg McAfee Show. Hey, and hey, I just want to remind you guys that if you're not subscribed to the YouTube or the pod channel, feel free to do so. Um, each week I put this content out uh, because I really want to help each and every one of you grow your company and be more successful. So if you could hit the subscribe button, uh, turn on the notifications, and on every Tuesday um, I'm going to put out a new episode and you'll be the first to see it. Okay. Okay. So today, um, since I spoke uh, last time, um, I mentioned something about a uh, board of advisors, forming a board of advisors in the last podcast. And I had a couple of people ask me, um, tell me more about forming a, a board of advisors. And um, so I said I would definitely talk about it. At McAfee, we've had um, two or three different board of advisors. Um, I'll get into why that is, why you don't keep the same board of, board of advisors forever. Um, but um, the first thing I want to talk about is um, there was a man named, uh, true story, man named Preston Tucker. And um, if you ever get a chance, if you haven't watched the movie, if you haven't watched the movie, um, it's called uh, A Man and His Dream. Um, Jeff Bridges plays Preston Tucker. And um, Jeff Bridges did a great job. Uh, Preston Tucker was like the ultimate entrepreneur, um, started his own car company, had a lot of better ideas. Um, however, um, the government shut him down. The big three put pressure on the government to shut him down. Um, and he made something like 47 cars um, or so, and that was about it. But they were really neat. But in the movie, it was it was uh, made clear back in 1988. But in the movie, um, Preston uh, Tucker, the company was growing, and um, he was encouraged to get a board of directors. And that board of directors uh, was chaired by a guy named Robert Bennington, um, Robert Bennington worked in ver had worked in very large corporations, and Robert Bennington um, ran 
the Tucker Company. He was president of the uh, Tucker Company, chairman of the board, and um, it basically just about put Tucker out of business. And that right there is not what I'm talking about, okay? That was a mess, and I don't want any part of that. When you have a board of advisors for your company, um, you own the company and you make all the decisions. Um, a board is is only there um, to as a resource. A board is a resource. Now let's go back and talk a little bit about um, some different kind of advisors that you may already have. Um, First thing we just mentioned was a board of directors. Um, there are certain companies, certain size companies that may need a board of directors, but but uh, for for this scenario, we're not going to go there. Um, I personally don't want a board of directors. Um, I am very happy with a board of advisors. Um, and then you also have mentors. If you have mentors in your inter- industry that you can call and get advice from, that those are considered advisors. And then you have mixed groups. Some of you guys belong to mixed groups. Um, the ACCA does a great job of uh, putting uh, mixed groups together, um, the, the rules behind it and all that kind of stuff. They just do a great job. Um, also, you, have, you, you may have, as I check my phone here, um, and we sold a, a new system, and I'm always tagged on that, um, that uh, you may have a family council. Um, you may have a good, wise family council who gives great advice. You might have several family members that um, I, I have a friend, um, Ray Isaac, who is one of the owners of Isaac um, Heating. And uh, Ray has, there's a lot of family members involved. So they could have a family council. They're a very large company. um, And they could have a family council. And then you have a board of advisors. And that's what we're going to talk about today because that's, uh, I do have mentors. I have been in mixed groups. I've never had a family council. I've never had um, a board of directors. Um, And I've had um, a handful of board of advisors. And I'm going to tell you more about this right now. So some of you may be thinking, um, why do I need a board of advisors? Um, Well, you need a board of advisors um, because, number one, you don't have all the answers. You most of most business owners, me included, I do not have all the answers. I do not have all the expertise in business. 31 years ago when I started McAfee, I didn't even have the um, experience to start a business. So why do I need one? Well, if you think about every area of business that you're weak in, I will give you the answer why you need one. Okay? So how are you in operations? Operating the company. How are you in HR? Is your company strong in operations and HR? Is your company strong in accounting? Is your company strong in leadership? Is your company strong in marketing, advertising, branding? Is your company strong in growth? 
okay? If you say, Greg, you know, out of, out of the ones you mentioned, we are pretty weak in HR and we are pretty weak in um, marketing and branding. Um, so those would be the first two people I would look for for my board of advisors. And by the way, typically three people is a good size board of advisors. And you want to, again, you want to pick um, areas that you're the weakest at. And um, this will help strengthen your company. So the first thing you do is you think about someone um, in your area. Um, they don't necessarily have to be in your area, but it, it sometimes helps. So even um, post-COVID-19, um, you, you can still meet um, if you need to. So, um, and by the way, we meet approximately four times a year. Uh, it's about a, a four-hour meeting, um, and I have um, an agenda for the meeting, what we're going to go over, and all that kind of stuff. But what are you weak at? That's, that's number one. That's the key. Um, just getting to admit, getting you to admit what you're weak at is the first step toward forming a board of advisors. Um, second step is figuring out which areas um, that you need help in. Um, so when I first formed my board, I talked to different people and I said, who do you think would be good um, in operations? Because at the time, we sucked at operations. Um, and um, someone referred someone and I interviewed them a few times, meet, met with them. Um, they said, I remember during the interview, they said, uh, so you were in the Marine Corps? I said, yes. They said, well, I was actually in the Peace Corps. So how does that work? And we kind of laughed and I said, well, I, I don't want everyone like me on my board or I might as well not have a board. And um, he totally agreed and became my first board member. Um, my second board member was also referred, and she was uh, very strong in HR, um, and she uh, did a lot of uh, uh, key hiring um, and interviewing for, for a very large local corporation at the time. Um, and then my third member actually had multiple skills. They owned a very successful small business in the area, they were way ahead of me, and it was a good balance with the other two board members. Um, so basically, I became a stronger company by surrounding myself with a board of advisors that had the expertise in what we were weak at, basically. I say we the company, it's me. We were weak at it. You know, I can tell you everything that we were strong at. I can tell you everything we were weak at. And um, let's just, let me use an example real quick. Um, when, when it was just me and I had one truck, I knew exactly what was on my truck. And then I bought the second truck and I knew exactly what was on the second truck. And then the third truck got a little blurry, thought I knew what was on it. By the time we got the fourth and the fifth and the sixth truck, I had no idea what was on our trucks and that became a mess. So had I had a good 
strong board of advisors then, they probably would have advised me to, um, number one, do better inventory um, and maybe even find someone who had um, more warehousing and inventory experience um, that they could help us um, maybe purchase some software um, and get more organized um, because we waited way too long to become more organized in our inventory processes. And a board, a board is really good. It should be. A good board will give you fresh ideas, fresh ideas that you're not coming up with on your own. Um, a good board meeting means I take lots of notes, pages of notes, um, they're going to give me several ideas. They're going to make recommendations. Um, and for the most part, I I listen to, you know, you're not going to do everything a board member says, but when all three of them recommend strongly that you do something, it's probably a really good idea that you make the move. Um, so I was a good listener. I, I followed through. We did. We made a lot of things happen um, in a short time. And a lot of fresh ideas came out of the board. Um, now, some of you might be thinking, who would want to sit on my board of my small little company? And I thought the exact same thing. The only thing I would have done differently is formed a board of advisors earlier, if that gives you any idea. There are a lot of, I'll just jump to the quick here, there are a lot of small business owners who would love to sit on your board. Uh, they were probably helped and advised when they were building their company, and there would they it it would do them um, really good to sit on your board. People love to help. Um, so you think about those things. Now it's not recommended that you have your attorney on the board or your banker on the board or anyone that you really pay right now for a service. Um, it's it's uh, it's just not wise to do that. Have someone completely separate from your company who want want to help you, and the, and they don't have any skin in the game um, either way. So um, also, how much should you pay a, a board member? Well, depending on the size of your company, uh, if you're a very small company, you would you would want to pay them. Um, some somewhere between uh, three hundred and five hundred dollars a meeting. So when I say a meeting is it's it's four four to four and a half hours, and they're spending their four to four and a half hours of time. Now they're not doing it for the money. So if you're interviewing for a, vo a board member and they ask you how much does it pay, they're the wrong person for the job because. They're not doing it for the money. They're doing it to help you. The money is only just to say thank you and cover their their um, just cover a little bit of their very valuable time, and that's all. And then as the uh, bigger companies, uh, you're talking between five hundred and a thousand per meeting, um, and that's uh, very fair. So, and if you want to give them a bonus, if they come up with a really great idea and you want to give them a bonus, then that's entirely up to you. But whether your company's big or small, whether it's a, you know, a two to five man shop or 
a um, hundred to a thousand, it's it's very wise to have a board of advisors, and it is um, probably the you're going to get by with the least amount of pay for the most wisdom you can gather in a four-hour period with three hopefully sharp, smart people. <clears throat> so, I said earlier that we've had a different, couple different boards. You have to determine, we basically have a two-year, it's a two-year agreement for the for the board to stay on the board. And then after that, um, either one of you can say, I'm going to step down or you can ask that they step down that, but thank them. Um, sometimes, you know, if you just compare the, the knowledge of a sponge, some people you have years to wring out all that knowledge and other people you'll find that you've gathered all you need from them, um, in that particular department, um, in two years and it's time to get some new fresh minds on your board. Uh, you know, that's to that's for you. It's for you your company. Um you're you're not hiring board members for friendships. You're hiring board members to help grow your company. When you no longer need them, you replace them with new fresh minds. That's to your advantage for your company. And honestly, I've sat on many boards and I've I've been asked to leave after two years, and I've stayed on some for as long as four years. So it all, it all depends. My my feelings were not hurt at all. Uh, it it is what it is. So what do you want a board member to look like? Well, you know, basically they can be a retired business person that have that still has a ton of knowledge available. They can be a um, I typically don't, I typically, I, I have one right now. I say typically, I typically don't have one in my same, um, in, in HVAC. I'm an HVAC guy. I don't have one in HVAC right now. I do. He's a, a very large company out of Florida and, uh, we, um, we hit it off. I asked him to be on my board, but right now I do. It's the first one. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm, Having people in the area, if I'm having business people in the area, of course I'm not going to have uh, someone in my same trade. So, but they can be uh, uh, they can be a small business. They can be, excuse me, they can be a very strong advisor in uh, and have their and have a, an advising business, a coaching business. I ha I actually have one right now um, on my board who is a business coach, and she sits on my board. And, um, and I have someone who's basically semi-retired who has, has done, um, um, has been involved in a lot of, uh, business, different kinds of businesses that, um, I gain knowledge from, uh, for McAfee. So I just wanted you to, uh, because of the questions, I just wanted to give you, I hope I gave you a good idea what a board of advisors is. You can also email me at any time for any questions at... Uh, my email is greg at gregmcafee.com. That's G-R-E-G at G-R-E-G-M-C-A-F-E-E.com. And I will take any questions and uh, I will either email you back or we might even have another 
uh, show on that subject matter. But I think it's very important for you to have a board. I think it's very important for you to have um, board of advisors. And, uh, you know, Charles Kettering was from this. I'm, I'm actually in Kettering, Ohio, a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. Charles Kettering was from here. And um, he said there's, uh, there exist limitless opportunities in every industry where there is an open mind there will always be a frontier. And you got to have an open mind to this. You've got to think differently. You're not going to get where you want to be by doing everything how you've done it in the past. So you've got to have an open mind. The opportunities are limitless, and they are out there, and they um, you can make it happen. Other companies have. You can do it too. So that's what I have today, and uh, I hope you have a great day. I hope you learned something, and I hope you'll consider forming a board of advisors. Have a great day. Carry on. Carry on.